Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Coming at you live at Sunday Stories. You find an idea that requires three or four years of improvement and patience and really sticking with it. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. What helps me is to keep the hard times in the front of my mind. you got to be the hardest worker in the room and don't fuck the opportunity up. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shinzadeh, where we cover ongoing headlines and meet interesting fucking guests. In this episode, my co-host is a well-known sales guru. He's a founder of Arts Sales Academy, without doubt one of the most eye-catching leaders with over 40 years experience in sales. He has written 3 books and 11 audiobooks. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Arns. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you, man. You have such a like bright charisma. Oh, I gotta tell thank you that. You. <laughs> it's crazy. But you also travel a lot, right? Yeah, travel a lot, speak a lot. So I'm a lot abroad. Like the sun, though. Yeah, yeah. I really like the sun. And now we, we, we're talking downstairs as well that you can't travel that much because of the restrictions that we have. Well, that's uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, it's nothing. Everything disappeared in like 24 hours. That's crazy. I mean, could you could you somehow prepare for this kind of you know uh, happening or like you can prepare for like the corona, but you always know that something's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean you can you can prepare so that you are prepared for some shit. Right. Because something is gonna happen. You mean either you get the flu or you get hit by a car or some competitor beats you. True. Something will happen. And so, therefore, you should always be prepared. Right. The thing is what you focus on. Right. Either you focus on corona or you focus on doing business. Right. And we don't focus on corona. Right. That's very good said. Because if you, it's like when you set, set goals. Yeah. The people that are successful, they don't focus on the problems. They True. focus on their goals and where they're going. And there will always be problems. Yeah. And the ones that are not goal-focused, they focus on the problem. Right. And the problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more you focus on it. I mean, everything's... Let's say, where your energy flows, it's going to grow. That's good. That, that's the quote of the day. I, I watched a discussion like 20 years ago, 
and was the seven biggest industry leaders in the world. Right. It's like Steve Jobs, was yeah. Bill Gates, the guy who was responsible for Toyota, the Mexican guy, the, you know, the telephone guy, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of the richest in the world. Carlos, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there were seven of them. I don't remember all of them, but yeah. then they asked him, "How does it come that you are so unbelievable successful?" Right. I mean, it's crazy. The seven biggest guys in the world, yeah. and all seven of them. So that's my goals. Right. That's when I really understood the power of setting goals. Okay. And but when they all said it, and it's just, I mean, Bill Gates goals, yeah. Steve Jobs goals, right. and then you start thinking. They must be right. There must be. There I must mean, there must be some truth. Yeah, it. <laughs> of course. But how do you like? Uh, how do you set the perfect goals? Because, like, you know, during school, we always get you know goals set for us. That's the problem because you don't. You're not taught in school how to set goals. You're right. given goals, as you said, or you said that you should. Well, you should have goals. Yeah. But you never know if you have the right goals. And the problem is that your teachers are not goal oriented. Yeah. So they can't teach you how to. Right. So the problem, what they should is, they should ask in the beginning when you start school. Okay, what grades would you like to have? Hmm. Okay, I want this. Okay, then you will do this and ask you why. Yeah. Because the big thing here is not how. To, it's not what goals you have. It's do you have the right goals? And you you will set goals all your life. True. I mean, I'm old now, and uh, I, I still set goals, but I don't have the same goals as I had like. 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago and I still set goals for the coming 10 years and they're not the same and they will change not daily but almost because let's say now with Corona you have to change everything definitely I started my platform with um, that I call the community and then I had to set new goals I started my own a new podcast I had my own old, old one And no goals. Yeah. How many listeners? Yeah. What countries? We're not going to do it in English and so on. True. And so you set goals all the time. Definitely. But people, when you count, there's about two, three percent of the population who are goal oriented. Only wow. two, three percent, and that's all over the world. Shit. So you never compete with no more people than two, three percent. So when people say, "Well, the competition is so hard, it's so tough," no, it's not. The competition yeah. sucks. Yeah, right. So if right. you if you just do what you should do, but the problem is that people don't do it. How come that they don't do it? Is it, be, is it because it's too scary? Let's say that there are like four major reasons why people don't set goals, and right. the biggest one is that your parents didn't do it. Ah, okay. So if you if you were brought up by parents who are not goal oriented, there's a big risk that you don't either. And if ninety seven ninety eight percent doesn't set goals, the risk is quite big. Definitely. And the second one is if you look at your friends, your closest friends, your colleagues, work, and so on, the one you're together with, if you're together with somebody, if they are not goal-oriented, there's also a big chance that you're not. That's true. Because if you have people around you who never say, well, I'm going to start this company, I'm going to move to another country, I'm going to do this, if they never say it, it's a big risk that you don't either. Yeah. And the third one is that you are, if you're afraid of the, the, the thing that you were in on, That if you're afraid of not reaching the goal, if I say, well, I'm going to have a six-pack, I'm mm. going to be so good-looking and so on, and somebody's, if you think that they might say to you that, well, you're still fat, yeah. then you don't set the goals. And that's yeah. subconsciously. It's not like, hmm, I'm a little bit afraid of setting the goals. You just don't do it. Right. Because that's when people say, well, I'm going to do my best. Right. Yeah. When people say, I'm going to do my best, that's the reason is that they don't set goals. 
Yeah, true. They don't want to say that they don't want to, because they're afraid that somebody will say that you didn't reach it. Yeah, that's And true. the fourth, and that's probably one of the biggest, is that you don't believe it. Hmm. Today, the research says today that if you can write your goals, if you can have your thoughts in your head and then write it on the paper, it's 20 times likelier that you will wow. reach it. Wow. Just by, if you want to be rich or you want to buy a house or yeah. build a company, if you can get it on the paper, it's 20 times more likely that it will happen. That's great odds. That's really yeah, and great if odds. you get somebody that you love, yeah. respect, and that you think you don't want to disappoint them, if you get one of those people that holds you responsible, that says, well, did you read, read that book? Did you, were you out running this morning? Uh, Your odds will increase even better. Huh. Then you will have it... It, they will increase about 400%. Wow. So now you're up to about 80 times likely to reach your goals. Crazy. That's why I love goal setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in a world when almost nobody does it. Of course. So I paid my kids when they were small. When they were like 10, 11, 12, I paid them cash every summer to write down their goals. That's amazing. And I, when I realized this, and, uh, but I never looked at what they wrote. Yeah. I never saw it. My, my youngest, I got three kids two daughters that's a little bit older and a son that's 19 and he's the only one who showed me huh. just to make me upset because his, his, <laughs> number, one, his number one goal was well I'm going to get drunk in Magaluf <laughs> <laughs> I said okay if he gets goal oriented it's worth it but at least he was honest yeah. right I mean did he achieve his goal is the question he, he, he achieved did. his goal <laughs> did he send you a picture more, more than once <laughs> wow that's amazing. I yeah. mean, uh, well, you helped him. That's, uh, yeah, but he's, that's uh, on you. <laughs> he's, uh, my daughter's in business and my, my son is in music. He's producing. Oh, okay. and, uh, but he is as goal-oriented. He's doing it for like 10, 15 hours a day the last five, six wow. years. So he's, wow. he's going yeah. for it. That is the definition. So this was worth the money. What is stress? I mean, like, goals, can they be stressful? The biggest reason why you don't set goals is that why you don't reach goals is that somebody else sets them. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you get the pressure. Yeah. Because if you set your own goals, you can put a little pressure on yourself. It's, a, it's really a good way of, of seeing this is to watch athletes. Hmm. Women and men athletes, when they're going to the Olympics and stuff like that, True. they can put everything away and just focus on their, if they're high jumping, running, whatever they're doing, and they can do it every day, like two times a day for 10 years just to go to the Olympics. And nobody says that they're doing something wrong. No. But as soon as you talk about business, school, whatever, then oh, too much pressure. Too much it, pressure. Is it because it's not a clear path? Because like people around you can't see where you're going. You know, you have a vision in your mind that, you know, I'm going this way. I'm going to be this guy or girl. I think you're reflecting your own scares. Yeah. What you're afraid of then you put it on somebody else yeah. because you don't want to do the work. True. That's, I think that's the main reason because if people love what they're doing, like business, if I open a book about sales a Sunday afternoon, it's not like, oh, I have to work. Yeah. I do True. it because I love it yeah. because I'm going to get closer to my goals and I can do it in a, it's not a work day and it's easy, calm, and I can read it and I got the time for it and it's really nice. Yeah. Somebody else will say, well, are you working? Yeah. But I'm Nine not working. Five, yeah. I would do it for free. True. So yeah, I think when you have a job that you could do for free, I don't work for free, but that you could do for free because you love it so much, yeah. that's when you become really, really good at it. 
That's very true. Because eh? then you can do it. I've also told my kids that get a job that you really want to do. Because if you really like it, you're going to do it a lot. And if you do it a lot, you're going to be really, really good at it. And when you're really, really good at it, you're going to make money. Yeah. In that order. Most people start with making money. Yeah, true. <clears throat> true. That and, is very true. And money in Sweden is like on the 14th place where you go to work. Hmm. And then you think like U.S., well, everybody goes to work for money. Uh, it's on ninth place. Wow. So there's a lot of reasons long before money. Then you go to work because what money means to you. True. Like security or nice suits or cars yeah. or stuff like that. But just comparing how many series you got on your bank account. Doesn't make you happy at least. Well, in what's made you happy, that's... I think in Sweden, say, if you earn more than like 60,000 crowns, 6,000 yeah. euros a month, that's when you don't get more happy. You get huh. more fun stuff. That's when the curve stops. Yeah, huh. the happiness curve. Wow, that is crazy. And, and some that's country, not a lot. No, that, that's, that definitely is not a lot, and especially if you're a business owner and the global market is changing. I mean, like, for example, for 10 years ago, you had clear professions that you could mm-hmm. be... Uh, I don't know, you could be an engineer or marketer or something. And then suddenly we get influencers. We get, I don't know, content producers or whatever they're, they're called, uh, contractors. There's so much new shit that's coming up. And it goes fast. Yeah, it, it goes, goes really fast. fast. They said that, like, in five years, half of the jobs that are around in five years are not around today. Right, yeah. So it's pretty hard to set your goals because you don't know what's going to be out there. Definitely. And it, what's, what's crazy is that, you know, I, I read the, um, a report um, um, published by, by CNN uh, mm-hmm. that they said that this coronavirus could, could wipe out over 60 million jobs. So this could be the perfect op- opportunity for some people to just, you know, sit the fuck down yeah. and just think about it. Yeah, but all crises are, it's like when you, when it's a fire in a forest, yeah. you need to have fires because otherwise the forest won't grow. Right. And in all crises, if you go back to like the 1930s, it has never started so many companies at the same time in the U.S. Hmm. like in the Depression. Yeah, yeah. When if if you go back to like 10 years ago, I mean, there were lots of companies starting yeah. up. True. A lot of a lot of people are crying, and a lot of yeah. people are focused on doing business. Right. It's all about what your mind is set on. Yeah. If you yeah. focus on, as I said, if you focus on it's Corona now, you can't do anything. Or you focus on doing business, and if you go out to like advertising on Google, it's like the prices have dropped to a third. Wow! So in Google, Facebook, it's opportunity. Every crown, every dollar, every euro you you invest is worth so much more today. Hmm. But that's because we look at the news. You know, we watch the. Yeah. Uh, Local news telling us, you know, how many people died and the economy is going this way and that way. And but we're happy to be in Sweden. Of course. We, we can do business. Yeah, here. right. <laughs> in another way in most yeah. other countries. That's true. We don't meet the police at the grocery store. No, no, definitely. And and in in uh, the country that I come from, that I told you, Azerbaijan, yeah. we have, uh, like, massive restrictions, man. We have, you have to text uh, the, the, the government uh, phone number that you have three alternatives. I don't remember all of them, but it was something that when if someone died, you press three, I think, or you go shopping, one, or something like that. And the thing is that um, when people are in need, they always find a way to make money. Yeah. So now people started making false documents. <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually go out longer. You know, you can be out several times. I day. know in Spain that you could rent a dog now. Wow. If you have a dog, you can make money. because You that can rent crazy. it to other people so they can walk it. Wow. So 
Before we get into how you started in sales, we have a segment in this podcast that's called True or False. Okay. Uh, it's not a knowledge test because I wouldn't know it if I didn't have my computer <laughs> here. But let's just dig in the questions. Sure. You only use 10% of your brain. True or false? false? I hope. False. That is completely right. But that's a misconception. A lot of people say, you know, that you only use 10% yeah. and they will believe it. You know, they will search for some kind of incredible drug to make them use more. Completely right. Second question. The royal family aren't allowed to play Monopoly. In Sweden. Well, in, in, in UK. Whatever. In UK. No, they're not allowed. Nah, that, was, that was false. <laughs> All right, third question coming up. Was it true? Uh, that was false. False. Okay. Yeah, they're actually that, that, that will be a shame if you're if you're a queen, but you can't well, play they, the game. They are they are kind of crazy over there. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. That's actually true. Third question comes now. In your lifetime, you produce enough saliva to fill two swimming pools. No. True or false? False. That is actually true. We yeah. have so much saliva, man. But it's... I'm kind of dry, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't produce. Maybe you produce one. <laughs> True. Wow. You're doing great. A child could swim through the veins of a blue whale. No. Is... No, no. That is true, <laughs> Because the whale is fucking huge. Wow. They're so huge. Imagine a vein. Yeah. That's but... crazy. Yeah, a fucking child, you know. Well, I, I meant a fat child. A fat child. <laughs> True, that's a good one, yeah. All right, fifth one. It's possible to hear a lion roar from five miles. That's eight kilometers away. Eight kilometers away. Is it on the savannah? <laughs> Uh, Depends on where we are now. Yeah, that's true. I would say it's true. That is correct. Yes. Good job, man. And we have only two left. Lightning never strikes at the same place more than once. That's false. That is correct. Wow, you're picking up some points. That yeah, is, that's, yeah, you were correct. I was correct. correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one is weird. In South Korea, you can only be a masseuse if you are blind or partly sighted. In South Korea? Yeah, in South Korea. They are crazy. I know that blind masseuses and masseurs is really high recommended in China. Wow. Though. That's, they really, that's the best ones. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, false. But I double-checked this, and that was true, actually. Wow. It was super crazy <laughs> to to just restrict the blind ones to be masseuses. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. You should Google that one. <laughs> I never believed yeah. that one myself. You did very great, my man. Depends and on what source you have now. That's, right. That's yeah. fake news. <laughs> fake that's fake news. news. I, you know, 9gag. I use 9gag <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So this is uh, go back to to sales and and how did you start? You know, how, what what was your first job? How did you start this trip? Sales for me was it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence, and I think lots of my in my life is coincidences. And I was not a goal orientated in any way. Right. I'm I'm really really goal orientated today and been it for lots of years. But when I started out, I was brought up in the poorest part of Sweden. The the suburb to Stockholm, yeah. they have 291 parts in Sweden, and I was brought up in the poorest one. Wow! And what um, a coincidence. Had no good grades in school. I I, I was ambitious. I just wasn't so smart. Hmm. 
And uh, so like two, three weeks before school stopped, everybody else has got a job, but I didn't. Right. So I, I didn't have any stress for it because my dad and my mom, they had a bakery and uh, so I could work there. But I, that was not my plan. It was oh. just, I, I didn't have any goals. I took the day by how it came, yeah. really. And um, my dad died when I, like, when I was 18. So it was a lot of like four or five years and he was sick and so on. So it, I had any focus. Yeah. But my first paid job, because I worked with my parents yeah, since I was seven. <laughs> every Saturday since I was seven. And I worked there every Saturday until I was 27. Hmm. So that, when I moved from my home when I was 18 was the way of coming home and meet my mom. <laughs> and working there every Saturday. And I had some other jobs as well. So my first job, where I, my like a usual common job, was yeah. at a travel agency. Mm, and sales. at that, yeah, no, it wasn't sales from the beginning. I, I applied for a job in sales, mm. but when I came to the interview, they said, "Well, you know, we don't have any sales jobs." And I was ah. just, "Why am I here?" <laughs> and then they asked me if I would, if I wanted to be uh, like a tour guide. Right. And that was the hottest job you could have in Sweden at that time. Damn. So there's like. 20,000 people applying for it. That's crazy. And I said, no, thank you. And I still don't know why. <laughs> really, actually, I don't know. That was the hottest job because if, if you went to like a restaurant, yeah. you got to uh, head in the queue. Oh, if you go, went to a nightclub, yeah. you went before the queue. Of course. Because you were a travel guy. Yeah, it's you're the marketing guy. That I was crazy. So I got a job and I chose to be... I. Every morning, it was the same company, travel guy called Fritz Stresser, and I got like a pile of papers that would be tickets. Huh. So I was the one tearing tickets, putting them in envelopes, sending out to people that would try. Hmm. And I was there for like two months, three months, and then they brought me up to sales. Huh. And since then, I've been in sales. Wow. And love it. But I don't love it because of the money. I love it because of all the opportunities that arise when you're good in sales. Because everything yeah. I've got in my life is because I just happened to end up in sales. Yeah. And and before we before we got on the show, I saw on your LinkedIn that you had a quote that you're not born a salesman, that you become one. Right? Yes. That's very accurate for the story, actually. Yeah. You. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I didn't have any talent at all. I was really. I was so afraid of talking in front of people when I was in school. I mean, I cried for hours before. The, if I was, I, was, I remember my first trauma was when I was in fourth grade. I was going to talk about stone. What do Stone tavler. Yeah, I don't know what mm. that, <clears throat> that. Oh, you, is is it some kind of artwork or? No, no, it's like. Oh, anyway, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was going to have a two minutes talk. Right. About something that's yeah. not important. <laughs> About Egyptian people and their art. Right. Two minutes. And uh, I, said, I cried for like three hours yeah. because I, was, I had to stand in front of my class and speak. And I was so scared about it. Hmm. And now I'm traveling all over the world, speaking for thousands of people, been in over 25 countries. And I have my own events for more than a thousand people. So, and I love it. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm just a pure training product. Yeah. No talent at all. But I'm, I was always ambitious. And the thing is, when I came to sales, I realized that nobody practiced, nobody trains. Yeah. And since I was ambitious, I trained and I did my lessons and I did exactly what my boss told me to. And that was enough. 
Mm-hmm. And after a while, I started realizing, as this is fun. <laughs> it's yeah, fun to be the best yeah. in sales competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just increased my practice. Mm. I read even more and trained even more. And by coincidence, I started my company. I w- I'd never dreamt of having a company, uh, my own company and so on. But when I was like 26, uh, my friend, I was working for the Yellow Pages, selling advertising. Yeah, that was back then. That was back then, and they wow. had the telephone books. Yeah. And uh, they had the best sales force in Sweden. Hmm. They, was really, they had a great sales training. And that was my first job, and I really made some money. I had a lot of sales jobs that was okay, but this was my real first real sales job. When you're, really, you're a real sales guy, you go out on business, you get your car and all that, and you got a good training before. And I was like, between one, two, three, third space. So it's, oh, that's really fifth. good. Yeah, it was really, really in good. that sense, it was really good because they were, they were really, really good. And um, my boss told me when he employed me, he said, well, it's really great that you're going to start here and so on, but you probably won't be here more than two years. Huh. And I said, you're so crazy. I'm going I'm to be a senior citizen here because yeah. this is my first year. I made like three times more money there than the job before. Wow. And I got a new sports car. Wow. I got a mobile phone that was really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you had to carry it in a bag. But it was so cool and uh, made so much money. And this was this like 30 years ago. Huh. And um, it was crazy. And I stopped working there after eight months. Hmm. So my boss saw something. said, well, I'm going to get two years from you. But then you're going to quit and go somewhere else. I said, no way. It will never happen. <laughs> eight months later, I quit. I started my company. Since then, I've been running my own companies. I had mo- at the most, I had like almost 300 sales reps. And the reason was that my friend, my best friend at the company, said, well, he was going to start a company. He had dreamt about it all his life. And right. I was, because my parents really didn't like having income. They didn't like customers. They, <laughs> they just wanted to do their job. I don't know what, what it is, really, <laughs> because uh, something crazy was about it. But, yeah. uh, so, and I was like, wow, it's great to have a company. I asked for it was a lot of problems. Mm. And um, when he asked me and said, well, Mike, 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 you should stop here and start working for me. And I said, you're so fucked up. <laughs> it will never happen. This, I make a lot of money, got my car, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back the day after and said, well, you can be part owner. Right. So, well, getting interesting. Yeah, getting interesting. <laughs> and so I told him, so, okay, how much? Well, you get 40% and I take 60. Right. And I said, well, I'm going to get 40 I can never put in anything in this company because then I'm going to go away more than half. Yeah. It's crazy. That's true. So then he came back the day after and it was 50-50 split. Right. And then we ran the company to having offices in five countries or more than almost 300 sales reps. And it was really some great companies. So we brought up two companies, one with like 150 sales reps that we sold and another one with about 70-80. Good fucking job, man. So, so that was really fun. Wow. Really fun, really crazy. And... Uh, Great sales forces. Wow. There's, we have some kids that started out with me because everybody was young then. Yeah. And then they are so successful today. They, they work with billion with companies. Yeah. Wow. They put up a website. <laughs> that was one of the things I'm really proud of. They put up a group on Facebook like a month ago, two months ago, right. with pictures from all the parties and everything 20 years ago when we sold wow. the company. 
So I always, I always said, it's so great that they had a company before internet. Yeah, <laughs> no traces. <laughs> no, no traces, no party pictures, everything. Oh, man. But now I started to grow up with all the party pictures. So oh, man. The, Yo, I got to call Mark Zuckerberg and get yeah, those pictures. Is, <laughs> they can be worth a lot. <laughs> yeah, really, really. No, it's really, I'm really proud about that because they had a great culture. People yeah. are so successful today. They are bosses. They are presidents. They have their own companies. Wow. Been making one company makes like 100 million euros, wow. and one of the bosses. And then they started out with me when they were 19. Shit, that's that cool. is that is really sick, man. But that's, that's a good legacy. Yeah, that is that is very good. You always have bad sales and good sales, right? Can you give us some? So what do you mean by bad sales? Bad sales, like for example, when when you try to to sell to a person, mm. but it goes terribly oh, yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. you sure. know. Can that's you, part of the work. <laughs> that's part of the work, right, right. Can you give us some story of, of a really, really bad sale? Like never had a bad sale. Never had a bad sale. <laughs> wow. Uh, tried to forget those ones. Yeah. It's more fun to talk about the good of ones. Of course, <laughs> of course. But I think you, you will all... I don't have one that's... I've done something wrong. I've been bad at selling or it's not something that's kind of funny, I think, to listen to, but... I think you are, you have to, what's it, what's it say, you You have to take them, when you, you have to be good on analyzing. Yeah. Because you will never get everything right. I, I usually say that sales is like a big puzzle and you will never get all the pieces correct. Hmm. It's about getting as many as possible. And what I learned from the very beginning was that we did it we did this like 25 years ago, almost 30 years ago, that we were really good at analyzing. We taped every call and we listened to them afterwards, we gave feedback, and people don't do this even today. Yeah. I mean, I go out on companies that are well-respected, and they say, well, we, we are really going to be good at this, we're really focused on everything. And, said, and my first question is, okay, how many times a week do you listen to yourself you yeah. talk to customers? Right. And they haven't done it for years. Huh. And it's like watching a football, I'm a football fanatic. Mm-hmm. If you take one of the big coaches, like Guardiola or other, all of this, and um, they make hundreds of millions yeah. for coaching mm-hmm. football teams, real time at the football game. Somebody mm-hmm. get hurts, and they're supposed to take somebody out, put somebody else in, or let your opponents they yeah. score, and you have to change your game. Exactly. And they pay them hundreds of millions to do it. The first thing they do after the game, they go in and they watch it again. Right. They analyze, and the best players, all, all the players in the best teams, they get their own videos, like 15, 20 minutes, on how they ran, how they kicked the ball, so they can analyze it and get better. Hmm. Sales, most people have never seen themselves in a business meeting, they've never heard themselves, and they still think they're going to be really, really great. So I can say, I always say, if you, if you don't do it, I can for sure double sales next year right. because that's how great it is. When, when you have speakers or sales trainers and they say, well, I have this company, I've increased their sales with 20%, so take me. Yeah. I know they suck yeah. because you don't, you don't increase the sales with like 5, 10, 20%. You double, you triple, you quadruple it because that's what's happened hmm. when you start writing down your goals and you start analyzing. Or, and But... People don't know because they don't know any people that does it. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had Google's best salespeople in Europe like uh, six months ago. They don't even write their goals. 
and they have the best trainer you can buy. They have the smartest people, wow. and their executives are so smart. <laughs> I mean, they are so smart, and they have got like five thousand spontaneous applications every week. Hmm. I mean, they get the smartest, they get the nicest people, and they still don't do it. Wow. So, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. And it's so easy. It doesn't yeah. cost any money. It costs you about 10 euros, 100 crowns a year if you buy the app yeah. to yeah. tape all your calls. That is true. That is true. And But that's the thing. I mean, the most uh, common things and the easiest thing always sound like it's too easy. It can't only be about recording or it can't only be about, you know, writing goals because everybody would do it. That's what you think. Like, because it's yeah, so a simple you, thing. You, but if you watch a... The hard thing is to do it simple. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to some in my profession, I mean, they talk so much. Yeah. And they talk about this process and they blah, 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 blah. When it's so easy. Yeah. I mean, salespeople, they are boring. Yeah. They sound boring <laughs> and they don't analyze themselves. So they, don't, they don't even know that they're boring. Yeah. They don't ask for the order. They don't talk benefits. They don't ask any questions. It's so easy. Yeah. But nobody talks about it because sure. they talk about the process and it's so big. And it's because that's what a boss executive want to hear. Right. They don't want to hear that their salespeople suck. And <laughs> that's, that's how it usually is. That is true. That's the reason why my academy could bring out salespeople that are like 20 years old. They come into a company. They've never been in the business before. And they crush them. Huh. shouldn't be possible if somebody worked for 20 years exactly. and done what they should have done. Yeah. And that's really my main thing when it comes to sales, that if you practice sales, it's not like you educate yourself because you know what you should do. You just don't do it. That is true. And when we learned that, when I had about 100 sales reps, this is my biggest learning in sales. And when I had about 100 sales reps, and this was before internet, hmm. And I couldn't really understand because I had like seven, eight people that were magic. They sold seven, eight times more than the other ones. And my sales was one of the best in Sweden. So my, my lousiest one were not lousy. They were wow. pretty good if yeah. you compare them yeah. to other companies. But the worst one that I had, the worst ones, they were, the other ones sold five, six, seven, eight times more. So... That's crazy. And you couldn't go out and Google, why is it like this? Yeah. So I bought all the tests that you could buy. Hmm. 360s, Thomas test, disk analysis, whatever it was. Because my responsibility was to, we were two owners, two guys, the friend I talked about before. Yeah. And um, so I was responsible for bringing them in, interviewing them, training them, making them better, develop them and so on. And um, so I, I was really frustrated because I couldn't see why are they so good. So I bought all the tests and I took my best people and I took my worst people. I wanted to find out what kind of behavior does the best one have that the other ones doesn't. Yeah. What, do, what do they really actually do? How do they think? And the thing, the result changed my whole life. And as I said, I went to Google and don't, they don't even do it. And they do everything. <laughs> and the thing that I found was that the only thing that I could find was that the one that were best had chosen to be the best. And that's so simple. Hmm. They were so like goal-oriented. They decided to, to be the best. Or, or, well, like, let's say that the Olympics going to be on next year. Yeah. Are you going to be there? No. Are you going to be running, <laughs> jumping? Yeah. No, yeah. because you haven't chosen it. Right, yeah. 
That's, a, so yeah, that's simple. And everything that's starts with that you need to show us what you want to do and how good they're going to be. Are, are you going to have the best podcast in the world right. or it's going to be the best in Europe or best yeah. in Sweden or yeah. wherever? That's true. The goal decides how much you're going to fight. Hmm. And if you don't set any goals, it's going to be like your friends. Yeah. The one that you surround yourself with. And if you're lucky, you have great, ambitious friends. Yeah. And if you're unlucky, you don't. True. So that, the problem is, when I learned this, that the best ones, I know that the best ones were the best sales reps in the world were goal-orientated. And the population had about 2-3% goal-orientated people. So the, the chance that I got 100% goal-orientated people were no chance at all. True. True. So what I did is, and, and at the same time I saw this discussion on TV that all the best ones in the world, like Steve Jobs, Gates, everybody, goals, goals, yeah, goals. So there was yeah, a lot yeah. of things that happens at the same time. And so what I did, I in, put up that, this, that when somebody started to work for me, we taught them how to set goals. Mm. Everybody talked about that you need to have goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we know that and it doesn't help. The biggest reason why you don't reach your goals is that somebody else sets them. Exactly. That's the biggest reason why you don't. And that's how it works all over the world. Yeah. In companies, well, this is your budget. This exactly. is what you should do. <laughs> exactly. Hit your budget and we will give you champagne and money and everything. Yeah. But that's the biggest reason why you don't do it. Hmm. But people don't do this. And so we taught people how to set goals. And I said, well, I'm, I wanted to be the nice boss. Come to me. I'm going to make you reach your goals. But you don't have any goals. Yeah. Two, three percent of the population set goals. So I first had to teach them how to set goals before I could help them to reach them. Huh. It wasn't possible otherwise. Yeah. So that's what changed everything, and we crushed our competition. They, nobody had a chance against wow. us because we did something that people don't do. They don't even do it today. Yeah, no, no, the, <clears throat> it's very true. It's very true. In, in sports, like you were saying, in sports, yeah. it's a very common thing because that's how you get better, and yeah. you can see the results, the muscles grow or something. But like the thing that. is, also there, <clears throat> if you take team players... They're not as good as that you, when you do it yourself. Yeah, right. So if you're a runner and you're not in a team, you need to train by yourself. Yeah. So you get so much better on goal setting yeah. than if you're like a hockey player. I met some people that are in like in the NHL. They don't even buy their own tickets. They they wake up in the morning. They go to training. Somebody tells them what to do. Well, we have a game in Chicago. Well, here's your tickets. They drive them to the wow. airplane. I mean, it's like Damn. they don't do anything by themselves. Right. But if you are by yourself, you're gonna you have to do everything. Right. So you need to set goals. You need to plan in another way. You need to. It's not. This is where you can eat dinner. If you go to a football team, well, everybody it's lunch there. Yeah. Well, if you're by yourself, you have to buy the food. You have to exactly. prepare the food. You have to see to it that it's correct and everything you're so much more responsible for your results yeah. than when you're in a team. True. So team players are not as good as the yes. single ones. Wow, amazing. Amazing, man. Yo, uh, it, it has been absolutely amazing to, to, to be here with you to talk about sales. Well, it has been amazing to meet you because I have, I've seen a lot of content and we were talking about before that you produce so much content and you have so much good stuff to say. So, so... I would really recommend the listeners to just tune into to your LinkedIn because you're very active yeah, on LinkedIn. Please. Yeah, and um, as as a summary uh, for for this 60 million jobs that would be lost in, during the Corona crisis. I think there's 60. The the the, the report says 60 million jobs. I, in just the, I saw just in the US they they lost 
17 million jobs wow, just yeah. in so it could 30 be, days. It could be a hell, hell, hell of a so lot it's, more. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So, so for those people that would lose their jobs, I, I definitely recommend to, to just tune in to, to Mikael Ange and and uh, you don't need to have lost your job to do it. Yeah, you can keep <laughs> your job. You can do it. You can keep the job and tune in anyway. Right. Thank you guys for listening to Sunday Stories with me, Farim Shinzade, and today I had an awesome sales guru, Mike, Mike, Michael Arnst. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.